Okay, so I guess we kept talking about my experience of God time. Like, maybe I'll just say, like, a few things about it. Okay. I don't need to do a big thing about it, but we keep talking about it in the other episodes. Uh-huh. I'm like, Lindsay's uh-huh. going to talk about God time. And it's, like, becoming this, uh-huh. like, ominous episode <laughs> looming in the distance. And I'm like, I don't even have that much to say about it. But I do want to, like, maybe I could just say a few things about it in case people are curious and want to do some sort of practice. Okay, so a few people have asked me about this practice called God time on my grid. It's been on my grid. It's the most consistent practice I have on my grid for the last four months. It's I have only missed, I think, three days in like the last four months. And I started it because it's called God time. It's 30 minutes and it's I, I relate to it like it's a date with God. And Uh so most of my dates with God are at my altar because it's just the easiest place for me to feel connected to God. Um, And I'm not even going to get into what I think God is. Like, I don't even think that's helpful. Um, Like, I, I don't know how to describe it other than getting in touch with the part of me. I see. I don't even know how to say it. Uh Um. It's like making a conscious effort to make space for the presence of God, whatever that might look like or be. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, that makes sense as a description of the practice, but not as a definition of God. Good. Right. (laughs) And so you're just like, God has some kind of meaning I mean, I don't know, like, there's, there, you're being careful. Like, it seems like you're being kind of careful in the way you're talking about it. Yeah. And, and I don't know whether you're being careful because you want to leave other people room to have a different experience than you, or whether you're being careful because you actually don't know more clearly how to describe your experience. That makes sense? Yeah. Probably both. This is probably why I've been avoiding talking about it. Right. I want to invite you to kind of like, okay, we can say your mileage may vary to everyone else out there. And what is your experience? Like, what what does God mean to you in your practice of God time? Uh. <laughs> yeah, you made me cry. Ooh, have I cried yet on this show? I don't think so. <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> You've cr- definitely cried in outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> or in editing. I've right. definitely cried in editing. Um, it, it's, yeah, gosh. Um, it's so beautiful. I mean, most of the time. It's really um, this, like, most beautiful part about my life. And I don't know how to talk about it. Mm. Somebody on the Facebook, I'll just start talking about it this way. Somebody on the Facebook said 30 minutes. Oh, oh I probably shouldn't do a voice to mock this person, but. Um, no, you can. 30 minutes of God time. Why not 24 hours? And I was like, okay, all right, pipe down. I do think you could go with the idea that God is, I mean, yes, God is in everything. God is everywhere. God is every moment. God is you. God is, God is 
the all-encompassing universal whole that includes everything, including the void. You could say that. Sure. You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> and you could say that that's in every moment. It's 24 hours a day for the, all days. Yes. And I don't know. I mean, if you're aware of that and you are consciously in touch with that fact, 24 hours a day, you are like bringing in God, then you're an awakened being. Right. And you're a saint. You're a saint. And congratulations. I mean, that's fantastic. Um, right. I am not a saint yet. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you knew that about me. I am not a saint. I am working on it. Um, I have a lot to do. I don't know. Like, I also have to t pay my taxes right now, I think. I mean, I don't know if you have, I have to, but I'm pretty sure I have to pay my taxes. I have to, like, work. I have to eat. I have to extra. I do all these things. And so I've carved out 30 minutes of specifically paying attention to my relationship with God, whatever that is. And that's, I mean, it could be hours. It, I might, there might be a time in my life where it's like six hours. I could totally see that. Although that sounds really long. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever done anything for six hours in a row. <laughs> I could do maybe like, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how this life unfolds. We'll I mean, I could see myself doing more than 30 minutes. Right now, I chose a time frame that's like long enough for me to kind of unfold in it and also doable every day. And also just to get started. So something that I could do consistently. I mean, I, I just want to weigh in here and say, to me, that comment was totally obnoxious. <laughs> like, like, I think it was one of my friends. Um, so I, I get to say that. Like, um, I mean, even if it wasn't, I would still get to say that. I think it's totally obnoxious. Um, like, it's a, it's a confusion about what it means that there the god or transcendent reality or like the the great mystery however you want to kind of think about it that, that there's something which encompasses everything right but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't practice right right like like the fact that we all have this like this spark inside of us of divinity doesn't mean you get to just like cruise through life just everything i do is divine because by default like i'm i'm an expression of god right so then everything is just equal and there's no good things to do and bad things to do right like that's where that argument actually goes mm. like no there are there are things you can do which are good and there are things you can do which are bad there are things you, you can do which benefit your well-being benefit your connection with yourself your health and your connection with with the greater mystery or divinity or god and there are things you can do which cut you off from that and the same there are things you can do which have effects on other people right so there are good things to do and bad things to do and spending half an hour a day not just being an expression of god in the world but actually paying attention to the fact that you are an expression of god in the world that's like uh yes that's a separate thing and worthwhile. Yes. Right? For you, it's massively worthwhile. Like yes, you have all, you say it's the most beautiful time in your day. It's the most beautiful time in my day because I am noticing the beauty of life. And I spend a lot of time, you know, kind of complaining or checked out or just like being a normal person where I'm like, kind of like, I have to do this. And it's like 30 minutes of my day where I get to be with myself 
and all the feelings and like say thank you. And mm -hmm. when I say thank you, I feel beautiful. That's good. That 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 could be a t-shirt right there. When I say thank you, I feel beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and I mean it. And if I can't say thank you, like there's some days because it's a practice, the beauty of practice is you do it every day whether you feel like it or not. You said that to mm -hmm. me once. And so on the days where I can't say thank you, I get in the conversation with God about why I can't say thank you. Like mm -hmm. somebody's close to me is dying or somebody's having a really hard time or I'm having a really hard time. Like I am like in a crying snotty. There was one day on my cushion during God time where I I could not sit up and I just had to like crawl into the fetal position on my little cushion mm -hmm. and let my dog lick my face Mm -hmm. And cry and be like, what the fuck? You know, what? <laughs> like, ah. And, and then listen. And then it's, it's also, it's like, for me, it's a conversation. And I don't know what it is, but it's a conversation with that thing that is aligned with my highest good and like the highest truth. And the fact that it's a miracle that we're all alive and that we have these bodies that like breathe and sweat and like do all these things that we don't even know about. And like we can fall in love and people are going to die. It's just like the whole like insane expression of being a human body mm -hmm. with a mind and and a consciousness. And what was I saying? I don't even remember my point. I just got so excited <laughs> about being a human. I don't remember. You were saying you listen. Oh, and then and then so it's about like expressing myself, but it's also about listening and listening for the voice. It really for me is a voice and um and it's a presence that is greater than me that's also is me and it's aligned with the 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 everything of this life and listening for what the right next thing is and what the response is even if it's silence i mean sometimes i i don't really get a lot of silence i know some people talk to god and they get nothing and i don't know i mean i i get i usually get something but i feel like i've really put my time in practicing that conversation. And now it's something that just kind of happens for me. And I'm mostly filled with like, there's a few times I get bored, but mostly I'm filled with, oh my God, that's right. Like, I'm here. I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have a couple questions. <laughs> yes. My first question is, like you said, you know, some people, and I experience more, like I, I have my own practice. You do. That's kind of similar. I do sitting meditation. You do sitting meditation. Yeah. And that kind of looks the same, but looks very similar, but it's much, we're going to bring Ken Wilber in. He talks <gasps> about first person, second person, and third person spirituality. Okay. So, third, so first person spirituality means recognizing God in yourself. Okay. So this is like a sitting meditation practice is where you could say God or spirit. I think he uses the word. I'll use the word spirit because that's what he uses. Recognizing spirit in yourself. Okay. So so a sitting meditation practice is often going to be a first-person practice. Uh, a second-person practice is having a relationship, a conversation with an other, but spirit as the other, and as the kind of grand, mysterious other that you have a a dialogue with and there's me and then there's spirit and they're not the same thing mm. and i'm having a conversation yes and then third person spirituality is um spirit as the whole uh, arising of everything kind of and that you look at everything and you see everything as, as spirit mm. 
and and that those are three uh different kind of lenses on spirit one is not better than the other and there are different practices that invoke them in different ways and that's always been a really useful model for me and i don't know if he says this but what i noticed is i think as a typological thing or maybe as a psychological thing different people have different uh mm. biases different preferences and i'm definitely uh first person and third person like i can look at nature and just be kind of and and be struck by the miracle and i can look at my own consciousness and be struck by the miracle but when i reach out hmm. to it to to find a second person relationship with spirit uh i mostly get silence i'm one of those people that mostly gets silence and uh and it's kind of an area of kind of frustration and it's been and at different times painful yeah. right and then there have been times where i've reached out and there's actually felt like a communication um but those are the massively the exceptions and it's and it's only well it's no there's just massively the exceptions i'll say so i my curiosity is and it sounds like for you that second person spirituality has it always been there this is my question has it always been there or did you was there a time when you would reach out and there was silence i i oh that's a really good question and it, I love all the distinct – Ken Wilber with those distinctions, man. <laughs> he is smart and good. Um, because I think my – I've been wondering, should I switch my God time to meditation? And I can't because it takes away some kind of like magic for me. So mm-hmm. I do 30 minutes of God time and in that I meditate for part of it. And mm-hmm. in that I'm talking and praying and like – doing the second person one. And then sometimes I get to the third person, the third one of like feeling the everything. And sometimes that's after I've listened to Alan Watts, like the night before or something like that's kind of altered my consciousness. And then I can kind of uh-huh. go there. And just say Alan Watts does a lot of third person, like a, a lot. lot of what he talks about. Yeah. And first person too, right? He's always saying you are it. Like right. you are God, which I love. I love that. I love Alan Watts. I'm so in love with him. And the second person, I have not always had it. No, I really developed it when I did my no man plan. Mm. That's really interesting. When I did celibacy is when, when I did celibacy and I did a year of no alcohol sobriety, I found, and I wonder, if, yeah, I found, I wonder if that's because um, I wasn't in relationship with anybody. Right. So I found a second person relationship. And it's makes sense. And I will tell you, um, it's a little bit more dependable than the human relationship. <laughs> and it makes the human relationships a little bit easier. Uh-huh. Because I have a second. Per- That's interesting. I have a second person. Is that what it's called? A second person spirituality mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. Um, who has got my back. Like even if first person man boyfriend or somebody is not like giving me what I need. Like I have something that I can go to that gives me what I need, which is like this deep okayness with life. Mm-hmm. And then I'm way less crazy. Yeah. It makes sense it, that, that the relationship makes sense that you, that you developed this, this, this kind of spiritual practice when you had taken romantic relationship off the table. Yeah. Cause who's going to want to hang out with like an invisible nothingness Versus like a warm, sexy body. <laughs> <laughs> right. You got to really give up the sexy body. 
And in some, in my cases, there was times where, you know, it wasn't even that great of a body, but like, not like physically, I don't care about that as much as like, wasn't even like the greatest guys in the world. This is why I did the no man plan. But, but that comfort, that contact, that's real, that real, like that this is something I can smell and touch and feel for this thing that I don't even know if it exists. And to like, take that leap and be in that, like, is there, is there anything for a little while being willing to risk that? then yes, there is something. There is definitely mm-hmm. something. Um, and then that got backed up by a bunch of other experiences. I mean, psychedelic substances also like reassured me that God is real. And there's like a, that reassured me of my second person. I did, um, I went to Peru where you, where psychedelic substances in ceremony is legal and had an experience where, I got to see that there's more to this reality and like there is that second person spirit and third person spirit for sure. And what's really interesting is my psychedelic experiences. I've also been kind of strongly had the experience that there's more to this reality than, than what we experience on a day to day basis and shown all kinds of crazy things. Um, But it's always first and third person. I don't have a, a relationship with another consciousness or there's no dialogue there's just i mean there there have been there have been other beings but they're not spirit they're just like alien consciousnesses that i'm not like having a conversation with like i'll see them or like they'll be around but there's never been like i've never spoken with god and i've seen deities as well like but again it's it's just really different it's so like different seen, seeing a deity it feels very third person i'm like oh here's something the universe contains this crazy deity but it's really different from having a conversation with that deity yes and the deity is more of like in service of that big thing is what they say i mean it's like a transmission of Mm -hmm. second person spirit i i think i just lost you i'm I'm, i didn't totally follow deities are like servants of god yes or like Dif- different faces of god i mean what, what yeah 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 sure like, i mean it, 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 it we're getting into anyway theology we'll just, people would we'll have different yeah, yeah, yeah. but um i and and now in my life i want to know about god without psycho um without like i can't go to peru every month nor do i want to i want to bring god into my life on a daily basis um completely sober because there's some like really valuable like empowered feeling when i'm when it's all me that i get to keep plus you know can't go to the grocery store right it's just a different it's a very different thing yeah so someone's listening and they're like inspired Uh they're like oh wow this this is amazing god time like the most beautiful experience of your day like i want this like give them just like the basic steps like what's the practice so the the practice is set up an altar which is um in some some people say that it is the portal to the divine so it's like the physical portal that we have in our in our home to the divine um which just you know whether you, i've actually had a felt experience of that being true when i first heard about it a couple years ago from my amazing friend um I was like, okay, that sounds cool. And I had an experience of like weeping, like feeling the that the truth of that portal, like with my little statue on my altar, like a couple months ago. And I actually think it's true. I think 
An altar is like incredibly important. Even if it's just, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the altar looks like. It will evolve with your relationship with this practice, but just get a little place that you have decided this is my altar and this is the place where I'm going to practice being with God. It's it's really interesting. We talked about Vinay Gupta uh, earlier. He also says this. He says, <laughs> I don't know why, but altars make meditation much better. It's so, I, I think it's true. And then I have decided to make my altar fun. So I have like different kinds of incense and like, like it's funny, like our the difference between your altar and my altar. But like, I just, the another thing that my friend said, so my friend is Kelly, who, who kind of told me about this portal thing. And then her friend Soleil is like very into activating, very into a relationship with your altar. In fact, they may do a class about it and I hope they do. And she says, and I found this to be true, that you want to interact with your altar, have a relationship, move things around, like dust things off, clean things up, change it around, like put, you know, and, and relate like all the time Mm -hmm. and this opens up the altar it gets the energy moving and it actually activates it in a in a higher way Mm -hmm. so you have an altar so i have an altar and i change it up on the new moon and the full moon okay and i put things on it that i love and i light candles and i have a little bit of tea that i put on it and i sit there and i make the only thing is get an altar and then set a timer and do this sit there for the whole period of time no matter what time you commit to so i commit to 30 minutes you can do less than that you can do more than that but i sit down and i do not get up for 30 minutes and that's it and that's it and then i would say like the next move i mean we talk about nested frames of practice Mm-hmm. The the first one is just to sit at the altar and set the timer. Mm-hmm. The second one is to connect to self. So I usually breathe a little bit. I check in with myself. I feel my feelings. Sometimes I have to cry. Sometimes I'm like, whatever. I do. I just kind of have a moment. And then what's the third frame? Connect to. Yeah. Well, so you skip. The second frame is do it, is do the practice. So the doing, that's so interesting. What is the doing of this practice? Right. This is my question. This is the whole thing you want to know about. Um. Is listening. I listen. So is that Hmm. the fourth step? I I listen. I listen Hmm. for like, is it time to do tarot? Is it time to meditate? Do I need to pray about somebody, somebody that wants something in their life? Do I pray about something I want in my life? And so um, Hmm. I I take that back. The doing is opening up the altar, like lighting the candles, lighting the incense and saying hello. It's actually like getting into relationship. You say hello. I say hello. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it makes me cry. Every time I think about it, it makes me cry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the beauty of it. It's like practicing it every day. And then when I'm out in my day, there's moments where I'm like, I can connect to it. And I feel this thing where I'm like, mm-hmm. I feel like the the beauty and the also sometimes like the total void. But it's something mm-hmm. other than what am I going to eat for lunch? Mm-hmm. why hasn't he called me back you know <laughs> right. something else that makes uh-huh. me cry so that's that's the practice is that helpful i think so i think so yeah i think oh i'll say one more thing is that my i used to have a meditation practice i used to do all sorts of things but my therapist was the one who said i was having like a breakdown about um my romantic relationship and i was like spinning my wheels um a bit and then 
my therapist kind of cut through with like, well, there's the small he, like the man you're with, and then there's the big he, right? If, if we're going to do God as a masculine, which I know there's, I don't I actually don't think God has a gender, but you know, the big self versus the little self. Mm-hmm. And I just started crying. I'm like that, like, oh, I've lost, like in getting into a romantic relationship, like I lost a little bit of my relationship with the bigger he. And mm-hmm. I want to get back there. And so he said, you know, the practice, he says these beautiful things and he has like a beautiful name. And he said, he said, practices are like, shit, I'm going to totally botch his quote. Practices are the bridge from the land to the ocean of grace. I think that's what he said. Anyway, he said, it doesn't matter what you do. You just have to start a practice around Uh this. And so I said, oh, it doesn't matter what I do. And he's like, in fact, for your personality, Lindsay, I would give yourself many different options of what you can do. Mm -hmm. to connect to God. And I was like, great. So I thought of all these options, like I can do tarot and I can meditate and I can dance and I can journal and I can pray and I can. And so I like came up with all these ideas and then, and it sort of has turned into like, there's all these ways to connect to God. Like there's so many different ways you can do it. And so when I sit down at the altar, like I'm allowed to kind of like move around or do different things. Mm -hmm. So find like, so and right now I'm kind of in this sweet phase of um, praying, but it'll probably change. But the the thing that will never change, I hope, is the time, the date that I have with God every morning, and we get to do different things. Okay. There's God time. Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening to how to be an okay person. Yeah. I guess that was more than five minutes, huh? Yeah. Anytime I say, let's spend five minutes talking about something that involves God, we should probably know that it's going to be a little bit longer. You can just, you can edit that to any time that you say something's going to take five minutes. (laughs) It's probably going to be a little bit longer. (laughs) Don't think it's unique to God. Okay.